Good morning. Good to see you all today. Thank you, Bob. That was just great. That was amazing. Um, thank you for blessing us with that intimate time of worship. Sometimes it's just good to kind of strip everything away and make the main thing the main thing and just worship the Lord. Um, looking forward to today's message. I've been looking forward to today all week. Sometimes, you know, believe it or not, uh, I don't look forward to Sundays, and I, that's just my fault. You know, sometimes it just gets too crazy, and um, I'm looking forward to today because I needed this message, and I think a lot of us do. You see, um, you know, we're going through a difficult time, and maybe on top of that, you're going through a difficult time with other thing, other things. And, you know, we all go through struggles. Um, we all go through times where we worry and doubt, and we go through uh, times of depression. I know recently, like with everything that's going on with the church, I've just been sort of burdened and, and you know, just kind of worried and concerned and troubled and aggravated, all those emotions wrapped up into one. And, and yet God uh, gives us this message today. And uh, we've been in this whole series about prayer and how great is it that we can communicate with God when we need to. It's, it's amazing. And um, here's the thing. Prayer isn't for professionals. I know sometimes we think, well, I can't pray or I don't, I don't pray like this person does. I'm, I'm not on their level or I can't pray like she does. You know, she's so sweet and so sincere when she prays. I can't pray like that, right? Prayer isn't for professionals. Here's what prayer is for. Prayer is for children to talk to their father. It's for, for children to talk to their father. And Jesus taught us how to, how to pray here, and we've been looking at the, the Lord's Prayer is what we call it. But that almost sounds too professional, you know, because how does Jesus start off this prayer? Our Father, you know, what a great privilege it is to know that we can have God as our Father. You know, and I'm going to talk a lot about kids in this sermon because when you leave here today, I want you to, to understand this and appreciate the full relationship that we can have with God as our Father. Now, my kids, they don't have any problem talking to me at all, all right? I mean, their problem is shutting up. They, they just can't do it. And you know what? It doesn't matter what time it is. When something is on their mind, they're talking. When they have a question, guess what they're doing? talking when they're concerned <laughs> or worried they're talking and this time of year with with Christmas approaching they're doing something more than they do any other time of the year uh, they're they're asking right they, they know what's coming up and so they're asking for things showing me things they're dropping little little hints well dad you know this looks nice and you remember, you remember when you were a kid and they, you actually had physical like catalogs, Sears, JCPenney, and, and you would just mark that thing up, right, and it would be filled front to back, circled, highlight, whatever, and you would just leave that on the, on the table or counter thinking mom or dad would find it, and you thought you were clever, right? <laughs> just dropping hints. Um, times have changed, but this week I want to talk to you, and I want to really share in this in this um, conversation with you about asking you know um, when, when we talk about prayer I want you to realize that we can ask God 
We can ask God. Sometimes we forget that. Or sometimes we lose how important that is. Or how amazing that is. That, number one, we can approach God. That we can, we can even have access to God. Number two, that we can, we can have a relationship with God as, as our Father. Right? Um, so many people just don't get that. So many people don't realize that they have that, or they can have that kind of relationship with God as their Father. So many people don't realize that they have that type of access to God. So many people just don't take full advantage of their relationship. You see, there's something very important that we never, ever need to forget. Jesus made it possible for us to have that access. Jesus did. Uh, Scripture tells us that through the cross and through the resurrection, Jesus gave us the right to be called children of God. And um, the language used there is legal terms, just like an adoption process. You know, there's legalities, there's steps that you have to go through, a lot of red tape, a lot of paperwork. What the scripture tells us that Jesus did for us, what he transferred the right to you, to all who believe in him, to be called children of God. And Jesus did that. He, he made going to God possible. So what do we do with that? I love this verse in Hebrews 4, verse 16. Let us, as his children, then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know, kids talk a lot about Santa, don't they? Um, they're, it's, they're, they're in this age of where, you know, Santa's real to them. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. Are there any kids in here? All right. Um, but they get excited about Santa, and they talk about Santa until this, until you go to the mall and you get ready to have their picture made in Santa's lap. Then what happens? <laughs> right? Screaming crying, I don't want to do it, they're scared. Remember that movie, A Christmas Story? And, you know, they go into the mall and all these kids are lined up to get their picture made with Santa, but you hear all these screams. And, um, you know, sometimes I wonder if we have that same mindset with God. You know, we talk about this, uh, our relationship with God, but then yet when it comes down to it, we almost treat it like his, his throne room is, is uh, off limits, you know, or his room is, you know, not accessible to us. You know, our, God doesn't want our relationship with him to be like that. He, look, we should be respectful and humble when we go to God, but we should also be confident in knowing that Jesus made it possible for us to approach God as our Father. Now, listen, not only did Jesus make it possible, but he also gives us permission. I think it's very interesting that Jesus asks us to ask the Father, right? He didn't just come and say, oh, this is, I made this possible. No, he says, I want you to do this. Will you do this? Look at John 16, 24. This is Jesus talking to his followers. He says, until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy 
will be complete. What an amazing time this was, this change in how people communicate with God. And Jesus comes on the scene and makes all things new and all things different, and he changes the landscape of relationship with God. He says, "Until this has never happened before. I know you're used to something, uh, one thing, doing, th- doing certain things a certain way. You haven't done this before, but listen, I'm here. This is new. And guess what? You can ask. You can go to God. You can have a relationship with my father can be your father. And, and you can go to him and you can ask. And, get, and when you go, you can even use my name. I give you permission. To, I give you permission to use my name. And, and look, my father will hear you and he will answer. Wow. And Jesus is, is asking us to ask God. You see, God loves you and we know that we know john three sixteen, and we we recite that all the time and god loves the world yes we know that because he sent his son jesus to die for the world but if you believe in jesus jesus loves the father loves you in a very special way um in this same chapter that's sitting on the screen but just about three verses down uh in john sixteen twenty seven, jesus says this the Father loves you because you love me. You see, there, there's a special love connection between a father and a child. Those who place their faith and place their love in Jesus are loved in a special way by the Father. And there's, look, there's so much joy in knowing that Jesus is your Savior. There's so much joy also in knowing that God is your father you know we can approach god in confidence and we can ask him as our father he's he's a good father he is powerful and look he's always 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 available anytime you call on him anytime you need him he's always there matthew 7 verses 7 through 8 what does it say here ask ask This is Jesus still, he's still teaching about asking here. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. All these verbs are in the tense of um, keep on. So this, this means you keep asking. Keep on asking. It doesn't matter how many times. It doesn't matter what time it is, right? Keep, keep on knocking. You keep on, you keep on seeking. It doesn't matter to God. He's always available. And look, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. The emphasis there is on approaching God and, and, and seeking Him as a father. Look, does it seem like God isn't doing anything in your life? Well, are you asking him? Are you asking him? Does it seem like God is is maybe far off and can't be found? Are you seeking him? Does it seem like God is preoccupied with other things? I mean, right? There's a whole lot of things going on in the world. Are you are you knocking? 
you know, the idea behind this is you keep it, you keep on doing it. He he's there. Look, my kids. Um, n- no one, your relationship with a person makes all the difference, doesn't it? My kids ask me anything, right? And um, they don't care what I'm doing. They don't pay attention to if I'm busy or not. They don't care if my door is closed, right? They just open it. Uh, They just barge right in. Um, They don't care if it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm sleeping, and they will come and jump on my bed, right? Anybody that way? It's funny how kids have this relationship with their fathers, with their parents, because they understand the relationship. They know that they have full access to me because of who I am, right? Um, You know, so many times we don't ask, and so many times we don't receive because we don't ask. Now, we'll talk more next week about, you know, why don't we receive everything we ask for but so many times we just don't receive because we don't ask and jesus gave us full access to god as our father full access anytime anywhere and for anything well what kind of things do we ask god for well thankfully jesus gave us an idea in this prayer and uh, there's two things i want to share with you and i'll go through these quickly first of all Ask your father for provision. Ask your father for provision. Um, God wants to be our provider. That's one of his names. That's what what he's called in in the Old Testament, the Lord our provider. He wants to do that for us. And look, the basic instinct of a father is to provide for his children. That is, we're sort of wired to to feel the need to do that. And, And that's because... God is like that. We, we share that same desire. And so Jesus taught his disciples to ask their father for provision. Luke eleven three, 3. And, and notice here the, the emphasis, the, the double emphasis here on daily. Give us each day our daily bread. And Jesus included this in his prayer. And we all, we all need daily bread, right? I mean, um, Jesus is teaching us to see God as our father, as our provider. Because a father provides, a good father wants to provide for their children and make sure their needs are met. Look, when my kids are uh, in need of something, look, they don't hesitate to ask, right? And they are very, very, very specific in what they ask for. They're not just generalized in what they ask. They're very detailed. I need, Dad, I need help with my homework. Or I need to find my shoe. Or I can't find my pair of pants, right? This pair of pants that I wear every day. Or, Dad, I need to go to McDonald's and get a 10-piece chicken nugget combo with medium fries, two barbecue sauce, and a chocolate milk. Right? I mean, that's... That's the amount of detail that they bring to me. They are very specific. Why is that? They know daddy is the provider. They know daddy is the provider, and they know they have a special relationship 
with me. And they know and they feel comfortable to approach and to ask down to the smallest detail. And look, I know, I, I feel this really in my heart that God is wanting us to have that same relationship. To be specific. I know many times we pray. I know we're, we are a praying church. We're a praying people. Um, but how many times have you said, just God bless me? Right? Just, just a blanket blessing, right? I do that all the time. God wants us to be, be specific. And Jesus mentioned bread here. That's pretty specific, isn't it? Bread. Um, don't just ask God for general things. Be, be specific when you approach him. And look, many times he's waiting on you to do that. Many times he's waiting on you to dial it down and to become childlike and have that childlike faith when you approach him and ask him for specific things. I love this section of scripture in Mark chapter 10. Jesus is doing ministry and he's um, very, very busy. But yet there's this guy on the side of the road that's blind. And so as Jesus is entourage and you know a lot of people were just following for the show but as this group of people were passing by this guy he could tell that Jesus was around and so he cried out to Jesus and what did Jesus do he stopped what he was doing and went over and talked to the guy I want to show you how this plays out Mark 10 verse 51 Jesus said what do you want me to do for you are you kidding me I mean, this is, this is Jesus. He's the Son of God, right? He's supposed to know everything. He did. What is he, what is he doing there? The blind man said this, I want to see. Now, how specific is that? It's, it's pretty specific, isn't it? I want to see. Notice what Jesus said. Go. Your faith has healed you. Notice this. Immediately, he received his sight, and follow Jesus along the road. You see, you see there? He approached the Lord. What did he do? He asked and he received. He received because he asked. Oh, let me ask you this. What needs are in your life? What needs specifically do you have? It doesn't matter how big or how small. God wants to provide all for all your needs. We have this promise in Philippians 4.19. Notice the way that Paul relates this to us on a very personal level. Okay, And my God, do you see how Paul sort of takes ownership of that relationship with, with God? You know, God, God is the God of the universe, right? He's the supreme being. He's the almighty. He's the alpha and the omega. Oh, yeah, but he's also me, my God. He's my God. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And then notice what he does here. He, he brings all of us in. It's my God, but look, to our God and also what? Our Father. Our Father. How personal is that? Paul wants us to get this. Look, my God, our God, but our Father promises to meet all our needs according to his riches. And our God's pretty rich, right? Pretty rich. We can ask God to provide for us, and because of Jesus, not because of us, but because of Christ 
He will hear and he will answer. Um, second thing we can ask God for, we can ask our Father for, is ask for protection. We can ask our Father for protection. Another thing that fathers are wired to do is to protect their children, right? I mean, you can talk about me, you can mess with me, and that's one thing, right? But you mess with my kids, watch out, right? The ADT goes off. Angry dad time, you, you been there? Where, <laughs> you know, you just you, you sort of lose control because somebody messed with your kids. You know what I'm talking about. Look, the truth is, as children of God, we have an enemy out there. We have an enemy that seeks to destroy us. And so just like we need to ask God for daily provision, I really think and I really believe we need to ask God for daily protection. Matthew 6, 13. Jesus, Jesus includes, this is so important, he includes this in this example of how he teaches us how to pray. He says this, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, we're church people. We know that we are in a spiritual battle, right? I mean, we know that there is a spiritual war going on. But let me ask you this. When was the last time you prayed for protection from the evil one? Right? little different isn't it um i love this quote by adrian rogers and i love you know he was just such a great great preacher he says this satan can't keep god from answering our prayers but he can keep us from asking right you know satan has no power over god and so he wants to keep you from asking him for protection and i believe we need to be asking god to protect us from the enemy when we see bad things going on around us and look i believe the holy spirit gives all of us a level of discernment to feel that to to kind of get this sense of uh, something's not right here when we feel that when we feel like we are being under attack we need to go to our father and ask him to protect us um, I feel like so many Christians are under attack right now, spiritually. I feel like our, uh, I feel like churches, the, the, the church is under attack right now. And you may feel the same, you probably do. But here's the thing, and I sort of had to reorient my thinking here. It's always been like that. If you read your Bible, it's always been like that. You know, so here's the truth. Here's reality. We need to step back into reality here. The enemy hasn't gotten stronger. The enemy has not stepped up his game. We have stepped back, I believe. Okay. So not only do we need to pray for protection from the enemy, guess who else we need to pray for protection from? Ourselves. ourselves our, our own sinful nature our own natural bent to to walk away from our relationship and a devotion to the lord our own flesh 
Who doesn't need protection from their own flesh? You know, Matthew 6, 13, this verse. If you read that, it almost sounds like God tempts. But that's not true. Scripture teaches us otherwise. Um, that's not, this really is a poor translation in my, in my opinion. What this literally, I like the New Living Translation better. It's not on the screen, but listen to what it says. And don't let us yield to temptation. You see, that takes the emphasis off God leading you into that and puts the pressure back on you, which is where it should be. Don't let us yield into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Here's why I know this is true, because it happened to me. Um, This happened to me. I, I needed rescuing from myself. I was a Christian and younger... Seems like a lifetime ago, you know, in college. I was wild. Wild. Partied. Um, made terrible decisions. Had a terrible lifestyle. And I knew it. And I kept, I, was, I kept going back and forth and, you know, feeling the Holy Spirit conviction and just, you know, kept, I could not get out of the cycle I was in. That's what I was trying to say. And I tried. I tried. And for whatever reason, I kept going back until this, until I approached the Father and I said, God, I need you to help me get out of this destructive cycle that I'm in. I can't do it. I've tried. Help me break this stronghold. And he answered. I asked and I received. This, this is no lie. Two weeks after graduating from college, two weeks, I got an amazing job offer in another state, and I went. I left. Like, like, you know that scripture that says God will not tempt you beyond your ability, that, that he will provide a way out? He will show it to you? That literally happened to me, and I went. It took me getting out of my environment to, for that to change and it, nothing's been the same since like I've never reverted back into that you know sometimes we need protection from ourselves if you're in that cycle of just like oh man my life I don't know why I keep making these choices I don't know why I keep doing the same things over and over again I can't seem to get out of this mess that I'm in right sometimes you need to go to God and just own up and just say God look I need protection from me me Um, and just like when we ask for provision we need to be specific let's be specific when we're asking for protection you know God I don't know why I keep gossiping I know I'm not supposed to I feel bad when I do but I get caught up in it all the time or God I I, I know that I'm not supposed to lust and have these thoughts about others. I, I don't know why I keep, help me. Or God, I, I, I don't, I know I'm supposed to be honest and, and truthful, but I'm struggling there. You, you see, it's difficult to do that, but that's what a father is waiting on. 
he doesn't want his children to go on living like that. The enemy does. The enemy sure does. The enemy wants you to give in to, the, to that temptation. The Father wants you to fight it. Your enemy wants you to fall. Your Father wants you to succeed. Your enemy doesn't care how bad your life is, but listen, your Father wants good for you. He does. I want to end on this section of Scripture here, and we'll talk about this probably next week. We'll use this same Scripture. Matthew 7, verses 9 through 11. Notice this. And this is still Jesus talking here, and he's trying to get the point across. Look, you need to understand. You need to understand the relationship that you have with your father. He says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Right? I mean, think about that. Like here, how cruel is that? Here, choke on, chew on that. Choke on it. Right? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, in other words, we have that wired in us to be able to provide for our kids and to protect our kids. And, and, and we want to, in a very basic sense, we want to do well for our kids. Compare that to God, right, who is great who is good, who is powerful, how much more will, this is Jesus talking here, your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. Now, we have a good Father who provides for us, a Father who protects us, a a Father who does not give us stones, to eat, but he rolls stones away. Father who doesn't give us snakes, but crushes the head of serpents. That's our Father. He wants to provide. He wants to protect. And listen, he loves you more than you can ever imagine. That's the relationship that we have with God. And he wants us today to realize that. But notice this. How does this end here? Those who ask him. Let me ask you this. Are you asking the Father? Are you you asking the Father? Our Father never takes a break. He never goes to sleep. Right? Never takes a day off. I know he shows us the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was really for us so that we would rest. But our God, our Father, is always there. You never get a busy signal when you reach out to him. You never get a away from my desk message. He's there all the time. I, I I really think that we need to take advantage of this thing that Jesus did for us, this relationship that he created for us, this special relationship to where we can experience God in our lives in a very, very amazing way. Let's pray. Father, what an amazing thing it is for me to be able to open 
the, my prayer to you that way, to, to just address you as Father. And I do that every week. Every Sunday I'm up here and say that. And I confess that many times I'm just saying it, just going through the motions. And maybe we are like that too in our prayers. We don't, we lose the majesty and the amazement of just even being able to speak to you. And we take for granted the truth, the fact that we can call you Father. And not just something that we call you, but that's something that you become. That, that's something that you are to us right now. And it's all because of your son Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. Help us to never, ever, ever, ever take that for granted. I pray that those that are here today, those that are watching or listening online, that, that we would today start appreciating the relationship that we have with you, that we would start taking full advantage of our full access to you anytime, anywhere, any place, any need that we have. And God, I pray this morning for the person that this doesn't, doesn't know any of this, that's never ever experienced a relationship with you at all, and, and the same message is to them. Just ask. Just ask God to forgive you. Ask God to save you through His Son, Jesus. Ask God to shower you with His love and grace. Ask God to come into your life and change your heart. You see, God has made it a way for all those who seek Him to find Him. Pray today that we would just love you in a much better way than when we came in here today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.